0: What we have here is a boost, a A signal signal boost,
1: boost of comic book Kickstarter campaigns brought to you by the one and only
2: Spoiler Country. These are the current campaigns that we think are awesome
0: and you should totally support.
2: By backing Indie Comics, you are supporting up-and-coming creators and getting new stories you won't get anywhere else. We talk with the creators to give you insight into the project and spread the love of Indie Comic Books. Now sit
0: back, relax, grab a drink, and listen to what we have to offer you today.
3: All right. Welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenner Grigant. That is Mr. Horsley. And I sound kind of weird today because I'm in a naked room.
2: You're you're naked in the mm. room?
3: Kinky. You're right. That's why the sound keeps bouncing off my body.
2: <laughs> it should be nice and muffled. <laughs>
3: I'm so toned. Sound just oh, bounces man. right off. All right. <laughs> uh, right. Time yeah, to up, the, farmers <laughs> the farmer's market.
2: The farmer. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. So oh. this is
3: our... Kickstarter Signal Boost, or what we call in the biz or in the know, the KS, the KSB.
2: <laughs> yep, it's number fourteen. I was
3: going to say fifteen.
2: Nope, fifteen. So next month will be fifteen, and next month will be the one-year anniversary of the KSB. So there
3: was a couple months that we doubled up.
2: Yeah, we doubled up in must we doubled have up been the first like, like when we first started doing it. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, I got excited. as yeah. I do.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah,
2: no, this is number number fourteen. September 2018, we got three awesome Kickstarter's for you that I talked to. Sweet, uh, we're coming in late this month. Usually, usually we drop these on the 15th of the month, yeah. but with RCCC and Rencon and me plan out forgetting, uh, it's coming a little bit late. But I wanted to make sure we got out there because there's some cool ones out there I want to talk yeah, about.
3: Yeah, that's cool. So who we got today?
2: We got D A Bishop with Of Stone. Now, D A Bishop worked with our friend Kevin Joseph on Morte, nice. which is a really cool yep. story. So we got him on talking about his book Of Stone. We got Daniel Gordon talking about Revenge of the Fanboys. Oh, nice! And we got yeah, yeah. It's it's actually it's a cool it's a cool concept. And then we got uh, Patrick Trehe talking about the Twelve.
3: The Twelve. Yeah, nice.
2: So let's go ahead and listen to D. A. Bishop and me talk about of Stone.
1: Hi, I'm Dave Bishop, also known as D.A. Bishop. And the book I'm working on right now, working on getting kickstarted, is Of Stone, book one, Wall of Souls. It's the story of Gan the Ogre King, as he struggles to balance his marriage to his wife Fegra, and uh, protecting his people from an external threat. Interesting. How
2: did you get the idea for this?
1: Um, it, it's really funny, because I had an idea for a book a long time ago, but it was sort of this mishmash of all these things like an alternate universe and zombies and sort of a film noir thing. Right. And I started putting it together in my head and I realized that none of this was going to work together. And so (laughs) I I couldn't make it work at the time. Right. And so it just sort of branched off to be all these different things. So the, the zombie thing became my... Uh, my webcomic Stranger, okay. which really, that was my first venture into self-publishing and doing my own thing. So this granted idea I had was going to be my first comic that I put out there. Um, but after I broke it down, you know, I, I started doing the Stranger thing, so I did five issues of that. Um, nice. But I, I drew this character, and uh, I think the first... The first iteration of him was sort of this big hulking giant who had a smiley face for a head. <laughs> and yes. and he um he was friends with a detective and he kept trying to smoke but he couldn't enjoy it and he was really annoyed that he couldn't enjoy it <laughs> but he kept trying. Right.
2: Perseverance uh, there.
1: Yeah, I know, but again, I, that character didn't work, but I just kept sort of sketching and drawing and drawing, and then uh, the idea started coming out, so I, I started writing it on the train to work every day, you know, I every day I get up at 5 in the morning and I draw for as long as I can before I have to get to work or get the kids ready or something like right, that, right. and uh, before I knew it, I had this black and white one-shot called of Stone, and uh, I still published that, and... It was basically just a one and done, right? Like that was it, I, right? I mean, I, I sowed the seeds for more story, but I felt it was essential to sort of um, get the give the sense that there was this bigger universe out there with more stuff happening, right? Right. I didn't, um, and then I didn't revisit it till a couple of years later when I said, you know what, I, th- I think I want to go back here and I'll, I want to do more. So with a Kickstarter, it collects four issues of the comic. Nice so far. Yeah. Are these four
2: issues that have been published before, or just four like,
1: just four new issues in one book? So the three the first three issues I put on um comixology. Okay. And I mean comixology is okay. Right. But when you're small beans like me, it doesn't really count for much. No, it
2: gets you it gets you out there, but just I mean unless people find it, it's not gonna do much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um so I said, okay, I I work so hard on all this, and I'm not getting a very big return. So let's bring it to Kickstarter. Um, if I had the fourth issue on Comixology, then people could just go there and get it if they wanted to. Right, right. But I wanted to I wanted to do something bigger, something more tangible. I wanted a book because I had been doing cons for a while, and I got to the point where basically anybody who was going to buy my stuff had my stuff and i didn't right. have any new printed material out there and you that's gotta, one of the yeah. things that's great about comiXology is i don't have to print stuff i can right. still put stuff out there and get it done um but the downside being i don't have any books to show at a convention so i just sort of dropped off the convention circuit for a little bit but you know i, I really miss it yeah oh, so know. it's convention doing comments uh, is, is one of the f-
2: most fulfilling things ever to talk to people and have people pick up your book and buy it it's yep. amazing
1: yeah, and just and just talking to other creators that are there, and okay. just hanging out, and you know, you're you're amongst your people there.
2: Yeah, it's so cool. I I've, I I stopped doing conventions for a little bit because the book I'm working on is not coming out until next year. Yeah, so I've just like stopped doing it for now and just waiting for that to happen. Yeah, but it's so much fun doing it and selling your book and talking to people. I mean, I've made so many friends at cons. It's it's
1: unreal. <laughs> I know. Like, mostly all my. Comic friends I've met at conventions, and yeah. uh, I feel really, um, really honored to have met these people because you know we are genuinely friends now, and yeah. I've got this great—I'm surrounded by these great people who do all these great things, and they're supportive. And while there's some competition, it's like a friendly competition, right? Right. Everybody, so everybody we're wants to, to do good, you know. Exactly. You know, everybody
2: wants to raise each other up. Right. Yeah. One of the things I always did when I had tables selling my books, I'd always like, if they didn't, if they were interested in my book, or if I thought they'd be interested in my friend's book or somebody else's book down the table, I would send them to the other table. Hey, you might like the book over here or the guy across from me has got a yeah. book and stuff like that. Because even though, it, I mean, everybody at a con is, is your direct competition for, for the money that's coming in, it's like we all, for me at least, I want to see everybody succeed because if everybody succeeds or more people succeed, then the medium of comics will keep getting bigger and bigger and we can all have a better chance. It's better for everybody,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. Because. Because they may they may not like your book, right? but that doesn't mean they're not going to like a book. Exactly, exactly. You know, like the old that is. there's a comic out there for everyone, and there is. it sounds like you and I both believe that, right?
2: There is. Comics is the greatest medium out there because unlike movies and unlike TV and unlike anything else, you can literally do anything you want in comic books. You want to have some little girl pick up a giant building in a comic book, you can do that, and it's not hard to do. You just got to draw it.
1: It's, it's yep. amazing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: So, so is, this, is this your first time doing Kickstarter?
1: I did a Kickstarter with Ricky Lima for a book called Deep Sea a few years ago, um, and that was successfully funded. We did nice. really well with that one, um, but Ricky really did the, the heavy lifting for that one.
2: And this one's, uh, this book was all you, right? Everything?
1: Yeah. So I, I wrote it, I drew it, I lettered it, colored it, all that stuff. Now, the only thing with this book is i've gotten some of the writers i've worked with to do uh sort of prose interludes between chapters so i have i have ricky lima i have kevin joseph uh ben rosenthal there's another creator he's he's a great artist he has a book out uh called morris right now and he just released another one with ricky and um casey parsons called uh cauldron Uh, um but shane shane is contributing a recipe for pie Oh, in the book. Nice, nice. Yeah, well, there's a there's a character that really loves a, spe- a specific pie, right? And I just thought it would be fun to put something like that in there, and people can go in there and they can make the pie. That's cool. That's cool. I once I once yeah. did years like oh God it had to have been
2: ten years ago. I wrote a <laughs> I submitted you probably hear my son laughing. My four year olds over here watching YouTube, <laughs> so he's laughing. Um, but <laughs> I often have to do these recordings at home with my my son because he's home too. Yeah. So I mean. It's fine. He's 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 a he's a fan. <laughs> That's awesome. About ten years ago, I wrote a there's a book coming out called um, "What's Co- or Web Comics What's Cooking" or something like that. It was a cookbook yeah. with webcomic people. So I wrote <laughs> I wrote a recipe for a. Uh, it was called the the chicken bacon sandwich of awesome, and it was yeah. this the sandwich I used to like to make that I actually haven't made in like probably about five years. But it was this awesome chicken sandwich, and in it, what the idea was is you put a recipe in there for people to make, and then you do a one page comic about the uh about the recipe and yeah. it was so much fun and like it's such a cool <sighs> idea to incorporate recipes into comics i don't know i just cuz yeah. a lot of comic people like myself like to eat i like food food tastes great yes it makes yep. sense and yep. um the, the it was funny cuz the comic books, the comic story i did for for my recipe so at the time the webcomic that i was writing and drawing was a zombie based comic yep but it was it was humor right i mean there was some scary stuff in it but it was mostly just it was mostly dick and fart jokes to be honest right it was mostly just stupid humor and yeah. so the recipe I wrote was two of the zombies in the kitchen making this sandwich. And the, but one of the zombies who's off screen keeps hollering out, basically saying they're using human flesh, not chicken and bacon. And he's like, dude, stop. I want a cooking <laughs> show for humans. It, it just it was so stupid. But every time I re see that page, I just laugh in my yep. head. I'm like, yeah, God, it's so dumb.
1: <laughs> That's the power of comics,
2: right? The <laughs> power of comics, yep. man. So, do you have plans for Upstone after this goes out? Are you going to plan to continue
1: it out? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I have um, probably at least two more volumes to go. So, you know, at least 12 issues. Nice. Um, I just want to focus on the campaign right now, which you can find at imofstone.com.
2: Nice. And there'll be links for this in the show notes down below. And I will tweet this out um, all across our Twitters and our Instagrams and our Facebooks. So Yay, Twitters. yeah, the Twitters. <laughs> awesome.
1: Awesome. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, man. Well, um, do you want to talk about anything else you've done real quick to like let me know any other books you have out there?
1: Uh, well, I've got Morte with Kevin Joseph. I'm just, always talking about Kevin Joseph.
2: Well, Kevin Joseph is an amazing person, and Morte is an amazing yes. book, by the way. I
1: love that book. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Um, that, was, that was really fun to do. It's, it's the funniest thing because uh, back when we started, we, we were actually listening to each other on a podcast. We each did an episode. Nice. Um, and uh, we just sort of met through that, and we exchanged books. And we were talking, and then he had the idea for Morte. Um, And he just contacted me and said, okay, I've got this really great idea for a comic. And then he said, here's all the reasons why you shouldn't do it. (laughs) Sounds like Kevin. (laughs) It sounds like, yeah, exactly. Um, So that, of course, interested me me even more. Right. And um, I just sort of sketched a few things, and I was like, okay, what about this? He's like, okay, I'm going to send you a script. I said, okay. Yeah. And he sent the script, and... Again, you know, I was getting up at five in the morning, doing all my things, right. and um, and then we did it. And the thing is, we we didn't know what we were going to do with it, right? And then Kevin sent it out to some uh, indie publishers, and Sourcepoint Press ended up saying, "Okay, right, we'll take it." And uh, you know, they're they're such a great group of guys yeah. and gals. You know, just a fantastic team that's been really supportive of the book. So that book is out there that you can actually order. From your local comic shop,
3: yeah, and
1: know, that's a big thing for us because that's that's my first book that was in Diamond,
2: right? And that's a big thing. You know, you know what's good about that book that I liked the most? Um, what's that? I read it twice, right? The first time, okay. The first time I read it, and here's why: because the first time I read it, I, I read through it, and I mean, saying I read it is one. I mean, it's there's not really any words in it, <laughs> right? You're reading the pictures, right? right? You're reading this, yeah. the stories told through the art, which you did a fantastic job on that, and. I read it the first time and my comment and I'll be honest with you and I don't mean this as a dig. My comment was, I don't care for the art in this book. I, I didn't get it right. The first time I read it, yeah. then I, I read it and then I read it again like two days later and I was like, no, the art for this story is perfect. It's spot on and it, it tells the story and it's there's so much stuff in the artwork that, that leads you to the ending that is yeah. by the time I read it the second time, I was, it was like, this is brilliant. This is it's done yeah. so fantastic. But the first time I read it, I was legitimately like I didn't I didn't. I missed a lot of the subtle cues in the artwork, and my brain yeah. was like, no, this is crap, but it, it wasn't. It's, it's not crap. It looks great, and the artwork tells this beautiful story, and you get yeah. to the end, and it's like just this heart-wrenching story, and it just, it, you did a great job on that. That's what I'm trying to say. Thanks.
1: Thanks. No, no, I'm glad you gave it a second chance, and that's the one thing I know about my art is it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. Um, like, I'm not going to be drawing for the big two anytime soon, I'm sure. <laughs> <coughs> oh, I, don't Excuse know.
2: Me. I think i think your style could work on a doom patrol book
1: yeah that'd be cool that would be cool um I'm like, like i've never read doom patrol but i know the characters and i just yeah. think they look cool exactly exactly um, <laughs> especially yeah. the robot man is it yeah robot man's a cool design oh, <laughs> man. I, I love there's some some designs that i love so much like robot man and uh, like the red robin costume right red robin i love that design cool and uh, Adam Smasher—that's another one from Justice Society. Oh yeah,
2: I don't yeah. know. Why,
1: I don't know why I love their costumes. I, I just do.
2: They just got—they just um, got the. I mean, it's a good look, and it works.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, they, there's
2: characters I like that I'm like I've never read their comic book. They just look so freaking cool. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, um, my absolute favorite is Shazam, though. I'm. Oh yeah. Are you, oh, are man, you excited for the movie? I'm so excited for the movie because you know awesome. what's funny? I know, I know, and I understand that it's sort of geared towards a more sort of comedic yeah. Tom big is, vibe. Which is fine. But then, I was reading somewhere uh, who's the artist who originally drew Shazam? Oh, back in the 40s? Yeah. Oh god, it name it's escaping me. me. Yeah. Somebody out there is probably screaming it at the top of their lungs right, right now. It's the, um,
2: how, how can you forget?
1: <laughs> I know. I know. But they were saying how uh, they designed his character on Fred McMurray. Okay the actor yeah and i was like okay you know i i can see that i suppose and then when they cast zachary levi in it i thought well that's an interesting choice i don't really see it but then i saw a picture of fred mcmurray and zachary levi like side by side and it's like zachary levi could play fred mcmurray in a biopic and i thought well (laughs) that's a really really great casting choice i thought and so i was on board from there
2: Nice. I think he did. I mean, at first, people were like, I was saying, everybody was like, oh, he's not, he doesn't have the physique to play Captain Marvel. But I was like, really? It doesn't matter if you have the physique anymore. You know? Yeah. It, it, and he, he, that watching that first trailer, he just, to me, he captured the Captain Marvel I used to read and I used to watch yep. in the cartoons. And I just yep. looked it up and it was, uh, the artist was, for original Captain Marvel was C.C. Beck. Yep. So, and- Yeah, that's, so that's who it yeah. was, right? Yeah, C.C. Yeah, Beck was original you. artist and then Bill Parker was the, was yep. the, the writer at the time back in the for, for, uh, for Fawcett Comics. But yeah, yeah, the trailer was fantastic. It hit that right level of humor and the yeah. right level of. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's all going to be ha 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 funny. I mean, it's it's a DC movie. It's not no. going to be all s- silly funny. But it just it has that. I don't know Zachary Levi was able to capture that he's he's a, an adult with superpowers, but still yeah. a fourteen year old kid.
1: <laughs> I the thing is, he's a really solid actor too.
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's right. So I, I think that's
1: got to come first. Like you, when people first heard about Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, this is the guy who's going to play. Excuse me. This is the guy who's going to play. Um, Star-Lord? Yes. Yeah. And so you go to the actor who was in Parks and Rec. Yeah. That <laughs> like, kind of chubby guy,
2: really? Right. <laughs> but he he killed that role, right? He did. He did. It's great. It, it, it's great when you see actors come out of like a, a role and come into a role. It's like kind of completely different what they were doing and do a great job. It's like, okay, they're just a good actor. They're not a typecast actor, which is awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not big on people uh, forming opinions about movies that
2: haven't even come out yet. Neither of neither am I. I mean, I, yeah. I will I will judge a trailer on the trailer, but I'm not going to judge a yeah. movie on the trailer cause it's not. Yeah. I mean, I have said some pretty negative things about the Venom movies coming out just because <sighs> I, I don't agree with them doing it the way they're doing it. But I have reasons yeah. behind that. I'm not just judging on yeah. purely on a trailer, but in general, I want to give everything a chance because I think if you if you just judge it on like a trailer or a poster or a teaser. Yeah, I mean, you're not giving it a chance, and if you don't
1: want to see it, then fine, don't see it. You know, but whatever. Exactly, I mean, exactly. But and the thing is, Tom Hardy's a really fantastic art he actor. Is. Like, he's amazing. There's barely anything he's been in that I haven't liked. Right, he's
2: amazing. Yeah, and it it it, it, it just personally, it annoys me they're doing a Venom movie without Spider-Man and then messing up the whole origin, and that just irritates yeah. the shit out of me. But Tom <laughs> Hardy will probably do a really good job because I mean, it's it's Tom Hardy, and it, as long as he's given good material, it'll be great.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So for sure
2: well we are way past our 10 minutes and sorry about that no 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 it's my it's my fault man i feel like i could talk to you all day about this stuff which sometime we'll have to bring you on for a show and and do that exact whole thing for a whole hour but for the purposes of this this show the signal boost i really appreciate, appreciate you coming on and talking about your book and for everybody listening it's on kickstarter just just search for of stone or click the link click the link down below or click the links wherever you find it it's uh it sounds great uh you sent me a copy a preview to read i'm gonna read that and let you know what i think of it um it looks really good. I flipped through it before this call and um, just looked at the artwork and stuff. I was going to try and power read like the first chapter of it, but <laughs> there's a lot of words in the first chapter, and I was like, I got like ten yeah. minutes. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it looks fantastic, man. I'm excited to read it. Thanks, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course, man. I appreciate it. All right. Wait. Right, well,
3: that sounds cool
2: yeah it's cool he's got a he's got a bunch of stuff planned out for it and he's um you know putting it out and it's i don't know it's it's cool i uh, talking with him i talked to him for a while afterwards too i want to bring him on for a full show because he was just a cool guy to talk to about comics and movies and he's a lot of movie coming
3: from (laughs) kevin joseph i mean come on
2: right right i mean we we talk about him a lot we gush over him well kevin joseph is one
3: of our favorite writers out there right now he is he's he's a a friend of the show he's come come on quite a few times we love that guy
2: we do we do all right who's man it? well up next oh you're gonna say who's next yeah i was gonna I'll, say I'll who's next before, but you got me <laughs> i'm gonna answer i'm gonna answer before you ask i'm running the show Get today out man. Of my Come
3: mind, on. man.
2: <laughs> we got daniel gordon with revenge of the fanboys
4: my name is daniel gordon uh, i have a kickstarter for a uh, the first issue of a 4 issue series uh titled Revenge of the Fanboys um so the elevator pitch is basically you know the way uh the comic industry has been going with movies being so popular nowadays um that the the briefest way to say it the theme of the book is what would happen if the comic book industry sold out of the comic book industry what if they sold out <laughs> to a movie a movie company that only had interest in making movies. Uh, and they were going to let comics essentially die. I kind of thought um, this
2: is, this is, this book is, or that theme is, uh, almost reality right now.
4: It's man, we're heading that way. <laughs> um, and I don't, you know, one of the, when I explain it to people, I, I, I want to be careful that I'm not, I mean, I don't even know if these people exist, but I'm not a person who hates the movies or think that they're ruining comics or anything right. like that. Right. Right. Uh, I just thought it would be a, an interesting premise.
2: It, it is. It's a fun premise because it's, It's. I mean, it's one that actually on our show we've talked about before about the difference between if movies are going to kill out the comics or if the movie, you know, because the big two are owned by Disney and Warner Brothers, you know, and they're owned by movie studios. So is are they going to eventually stop making comics or whatever? But I mean, it's, it's a cool concept.
4: Yeah, I, I I thought so. I thought there was a lot to kind of unpack there. And really, to be honest with you, it, it's changed a couple of times since I, uh, since I originally thought it up. Um, and really, I just wanted to show, you know, I love comic conventions. I love going to comic conventions.
2: Oh, me too, man. I, I'll, go to any, I'll go to every show if I can.
4: <laughs> yeah, for real. But, I mean, there's no getting away from some of the more unpleasant aspects. And so that's what I really wanted to kind of p- poke fun at.
2: Right. right. Um, so this, I assume this is like a, uh, a book with humor in it? Yes, yes. Nice. Yeah, like talking about comic conventions. So the first... San Diego Comic Con that I went to was back in two thousand two, when it was just starting to switch to be more movies and pop culture and stuff. So right. it was still very much about comics, but there was they started having like they had like a bunch of Daredevil stuff there for the old for the movie that was coming out the next year and all that, and like Ben Affleck was there and all that kind of stuff. Then the next time I went in oh like oh four and 06, it just shifted to basically being a pop culture movie con, with comics, right. and, with comics on the side.
4: Yeah, and and really you know going it, I I didn't really start going to conventions until maybe 2008 or right, so uh, right. heroes con up here in uh in north carolina but oh, cool. i do, i guess going all the way back to like the heyday of wizard right i just remember as a kid
2: i used to love reading when, wizard, con- wizard magazine man that was so fun
4: yeah when they when they started when they started um just like totally covering the movies yeah. and i was like man, where'd all the comics go like yeah i was here for the art and for the and now you've got, like, pictures of actors yeah, on the I st- cover.
2: I stopped reading it when, it when it became movies every issue. I was like, I don't, I want this for the comics. I mean, the movies are cool, but that should be a byline. That should be a secondary to the comics, the main thing you're supposed to focus on.
4: Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I understand comics make, I mean, uh, movies make more money. I get it, you know. Yeah. yeah. But I'm here for the comics.
2: Right. Well, it, it's funny because, like, here in Seattle we have Emerald City Comic Con, which I've been going to since it started back in 2003. And, you know, it used to be a, a, a very much a comic convention with cosplayers and like a couple of media guests, but now it's, it's pretty much, it, it, I mean, it City comic con is one of my favorite cons. It's a very well done convention and all things considered. Right. But it's very much, you know, there's, there's a huge aspect of pop culture there. Not, not quite as big as San Diego or New York comic con, but it's moved toward, there's a bunch of actors there and a bunch of movie people there. And, you know, it's all about the next movie coming out and like the, 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 um, the impact of the comics at that show has become a little bit less and less each year, even though they do a really good job with their artist alley at Emerald city comic-con for like, for like any publishers, because they have a huge. they What they do is they put it on a whole floor by itself is all the artists, which is awesome, but it's even moving more to like the pop culture con type stuff.
4: Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, I do get it from a business, uh, from a business standpoint. Oh yeah. You got to go where the money is. Exactly. But
2: I mean, you do, you do
4: at the same time, you know, you're kind of wistful for like, you know, comics you know this, this is what I want comics so it's right. funny funny that you mentioned that um, there is one of the perks for the uh, for the Kickstarter campaign is a to have a print um, and the print is from the the uh, the artist on the series uh, he's a wonderful artist you can you can check it out on the page there it's um, essentially that next step in comic conventions where comic artists comic writers comic people are, are kicked out right and they keep the name but they kick out <laughs> all comic people uh, and again i don't want it to look like i'm bitter or anything like that but uh, especially what was it new york comic con last year where there's that big i can't remember if that one it was that one or not but there's some big uh, dust up about pros not being invited or or not
2: being yeah, eligible yeah. for
4: pro badges or something i'm not
2: sure if it was i'm not sure what show that was but i remember i remember hearing about that i was like what yeah
4: and I, <laughs> I think i think they fixed it yeah. But I mean, it was like on Twitter, it was like everybody. Like I guess I'm not a pro anymore, right? And I was, right. like, oh man, it's happening. You know, <laughs> this is right. great for my Kickstarter. <laughs> it's
2: perfect. I mean, it, it's a cool concept. I like the idea of it. I mean, I, I don't see it as being like you know negative towards anything. I mean, I, I could see how somebody would think that. But I mean, if you have the humor in there and you, you touch it from a, a certain perspective, I mean, it's true though because like uh, conventions and comics are going are main are they mainstream now, or at least the ideas that were created from comics are now mainstream. And right. I just think. And I've talked about this before. I, I just feel like people have to remember that these stories and ideas came from comics. And if they didn't, if we don't keep making comics and loving comics. They'll run out of ideas.
4: <laughs> right, right, yeah, for sure. Um, and I touch on I touch on everything that that I'm seeing in comics. Nice. Um, if not in this issue, then then definitely the series. Uh, like storyboard comics. You know, where you yeah, you comic, and you feel like oh, okay, this this was definitely a movie pitch that they just yeah. converted into a comic. Well, there's
2: um, and there's sadly, well, not. I don't know if I want to say sadly, but there are like publishers out there that are just IP firms. They're just bringing in IPs, doing comic books as like storyboards for movies to try to try and sell them to the to the, to, to the studios.
4: Right, right, for sure. Um, and you know, I I don't, I don't know, I don't want to get into a whole uh, <laughs> a whole thing here, but it, right, this right. is topical with what's going on with Twitter it, right it, now.
2: But yes, oh my god.
4: So I. I ran. This is the second Kickstarter for this series. The first um, Kickstarter was unsuccessful, and it was for it was for like everything for for the art, for the lettering, for the colors, for everything. Right. And that was that was too high. I raised um, thirteen hundred dollars, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now I've, I've got a little under two days left, and I'm I don't I've I have four hundred dollars of a six hundred dollar um, pledge level. So I'm trying to figure out what what happened and when i'm looking through twitter seeing what's going on with this comic comics gate stuff and i'm looking at my series i'm like are these people thinking that this is a an attack on the comic book industry like like comics gate um, is doing I'm you know sure. i'm like yeah. i'm terrified that that's that's the case I'm i'll like, be no. i'll be
2: i'll be honest with you when you first said it out loud i was like oh shit <laughs>
4: yeah yeah and that's you know? what i'm like man i've i've been working on this since 2015 and you know they might have been around by then i i've only become aware of them in the past 3 months maybe yeah i've been but getting, it just I, dawned I've, on me.
2: I've been getting attacked by some comic skate people here and there and it's it's kind of annoying
4: <laughs> yeah i mean i don't you know not to turn this into a, a comic skate thing but i'm yeah. sure there's good people on both sides but
2: yeah there there's people on both it, sides there's there's good people and bad people on both sides just recently the last like couple of days i've been getting twitter attacked by people and i'm like what the hell's going on
4: <laughs> right and you have to wade through, you know. He said, she said, and right, this, right. like, look, guys, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you both have good points, but let's, you know, why, why are we, why is there so much hate? Right.
2: I just want good comics. I want to have friendly conversation, and and if if you don't like something, then don't read it, don't support it, but support what you like, and just shut up.
4: <laughs> right. Right. No. And that's all you know. That's all you can ask for is is just go make good comics, and that yeah. that's 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 what you need to win right that's there. Right.
2: That's right. So. I am going to push this hard on our Twitter because I want you to hit your goal and we'll see what we can do. You got two days left or a little under two days left here as recording this. This episode is probably going to go out tomorrow. So you'll have one day left. we are actually listening to this, but between now and then I'm going to push it on all of our socials to see if I can get you somebody, some of our followers to kind of go and back this for you. Cause I want to see this. I want to see this go to, go to completion.
4: I, I really appreciate it, man. One of the most touching things about, you know, we just talked about all the problems in the comedy industry, but you know, I've, I've been trying to get this this done, and just the people that have come out and supported me, you know, they don't know me. You don't know me. We I, we just talked the first time yesterday, you know, no. over email, and you're coming out and letting me get more exposure. And it's like, man, I, you know, nobody's gonna come, nobody's come coming to your product because of my name. You know, no. I, nobody knows me. No, nobody I, cares about. I love stuff. indie
2: books. I, I'm an indie creator myself. I love indie comics. I love reading stuff that's just come that's creator owned. I feel like that the future of the industry is coming from people who make who are creating their own books. I feel like I should help spread the love of what I like, you know, that's what I do.
4: Right, right. And I really, I really do appreciate it. It's just such a great thing about comics for sure.
2: It is. It's, I mean, the camaraderie you get with some people is just amazing. I love it.
4: Yeah. And it's, and it's you know, again, that's what's the most touching thing about it because. Uh, in my day job, you know, somebody helps you, they're kind of like, yeah, I'll help you, but you, you, I scratch your back, you scratch mine.
3: Right. And so, right.
4: you know, coming up from the bottom, it's like when people help you, it like really means something to me because I, there's no, you know, yeah, there's, yeah. there's no, there's no benefit in it for, for the guys that have helped me so far.
2: So I've I've always been of the mindset I was raised from my parents to always be from, you know, it, you help people when you can and you don't expect anything back from it. If you get something back of Let's say you become a big name, and I get so we get a bunch of listeners from that, whatever. Then that's great, but that's not why I'm doing it. You know, you do it because it's it's, it's the right thing. It's a, it's a good thing to help people out for whatever reason you can.
4: Yeah. Hey, if I do, man, <laughs> any anything you want, anything right. you want, you name perfect,
2: it. perfect. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you talking to me today. Um I said I'm going to push this book hard for you the next couple of days. See if we can get it out there. Um, I will let you know when it is up. And uh, again, I wish you the best of luck because this sounds like a fun series. I'm I'm curious to read it and see where it, see how it plays out.
4: Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it a bunch.
2: All right. Now, Daniel was worried that people were going to think his book was about, like, the whole skate thing and, like, about how things are being destroyed in the in the industry. Yeah. It's not at all. Like, because the whole, the whole so premise of it is, as you said, in the there was... <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Well, the whole premise of his story is that movies are overtaking comics and assume people aren't going to care about the comics and the comics are going to go away and it's just going to be the movies yeah. right yeah. but it's all it's all humor it's all it's just poking poking fun at the end
3: i thought of, of the one where the guys is before star wars came out and they went across oh, country yeah. to break on the lucas ranch and watch the the one before he dies of cancer
2: yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. i remember that
3: yeah wasn't that called fanboys
2: i think that was called yeah. Fanboys. yeah i don't I, it was a long time ago, man. That's a good one. <laughs> it
3: has, uh, what's his name? <laughs> it's got that guy in it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that one guy and the, and the other guy. Danny too. Fogel yeah, yeah.
3: or Fogel or something like that.
2: So, yeah, whatever. We're not, we're not here to talk about him. We're here to talk about awesome Kickstarters.
3: Yeah, we are. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> 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 so that sounds cool, uh, though, man. It sounds like he's got a lot it, planned for it.
2: It yeah it does sound cool and it, it ends quick so I've been tweeting about it and this is going to go up soon so it ends quick after this is up because I suck on doing these on time apparently oh did you
3: do but that interview a little bit ago
2: I did that interview today oh okay like about okay half an hour ago and the Kickstarter actually ends well not tomorrow but the day after but so tomorrow when this comes out it'll end
3: oh well let's get this out
2: <laughs> yeah let's get it out quick so if you hear this go back that one he needs it he's almost at goal
3: that's awesome <laughs> yeah okay who's and next. Then,
2: Who's next? So last on our list is Patrick Trahey with the 12. The 12.
3: I have in my mind, like, the 12 apostles and something from way back when. But but we're going to find out right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: Uh, Cool. Uh, I'm Patrick Trahey. Uh, I'm the writer and creator of The Twelve. Yeah, so the basic elevator pitch for the graphic novel is uh, it's the story of uh, Caleb, who is a father of five, trying to keep his family together on a desolate plot of land. Um, Winter is slowly looming on the horizon, and um, as uh, tragedy strikes, he's forced out onto the dead roads in search of greener pastures. Unfortunately, he doesn't realize that the twelve are after, or well, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, he doesn't realize that the twelve have their eye on him. Nice.
2: nice. So, how did you get the idea for this?
0: Um, it 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 it's been a long process. There's a lot of writing, a lot of years of writing and tweaking this, but it all kind of came from this drawing that I did a really long time ago. Um, I'm not the I'm not actually the artist of the story. The artist is a guy named Luis Suarez, but. Um back in the day, I used to draw a ton, and I did this drawing of these gas masked figures in robes like looming over this man <laughs> and I basically decided to write uh what that scene, which was the first five pages of the story, and which eventually became the rest of the story. Um, oh nice,
2: yeah. So I'm looking at the campaign here. It looks like you. Uh, this is a collection of is four issues total, right?
0: Uh, five. Five. Oh, I can't read it yeah, So it's five issue miniseries. Um, hopefully more afterwards. I mean, nice. Story's been doing well. The book sales are good. Hopefully the graphic novel sales are good too. But we plan to continue on with this past issue five. So
2: nice, nice. So yeah, it, it's a uh, it's currently published by Alterna, right? Yep. Is that is that how you pronounce? I've always wondered how you pronounce that their company name. It's Alterna. Like alternative. Alterna. Okay. I see it online all the time. I'm like, I think it's alterna like alternative, but I'm not quite sure. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Yes, nailed it in first try. All right. So uh oh, yeah. so you got you can buy I'm sure I'm assuming are all five issues out right now? Um single issues?
0: Um issues one through four are Different. currently out. Okay. And number five comes out uh around the end of October. Nice. So I mean and then the graphic novel uh comes out in December. Nice, collected book so by the time people are. <laughs> yeah, so by the time people are receiving their rewards, all of the issues will be available. Nice,
2: it, it's you yeah. know it's as a as a long term comic book reader and collector that I've been collecting and reading comic books since I was a kid, like. I never got onto the I never I I never jumped into the graphic novel uh fray or, or, or world because I was always like I need my floppy copies right because I, I, that's that's what I grew up <laughs> collecting and you know in my head it was the floppies are worth money you know so collect and read what's worth money but anymore like in the last like I don't know probably five or six years I've gone like back and forth on this like I don't really care so much about things being worth money in the more, anymore anymore because I just <laughs> it's, it's it's anymore it's like I just want to read good stuff you know. I wanna read stuff yeah. that's entertaining and, and stuff like that. And I have found that my desire to have single issues over graphic novels has kind of like gone completely away. And I just want whatever's most accessible and easiest for me to read it in, you know?
0: <laughs> I don't I think that is the path of many folks as yeah. they get older. <laughs> like I don't
2: care how it comes to me, I just want to read it and have fun with it.
0: <laughs> well, fortunately I mean, with the Kickstarter, you don't have to, you can get both. You yeah. can get the floppies, you can get the you can get the graphic novel, you can get both.
2: There's a there's so, there's a a selfish satisfying part of me that when I do the books that I work on I want that floppy because I'm in my growing up I'm like, I always want to have a comic book that I've done you know, so I always mm-hmm. like, I like to have that comic book but then I'm like, but I also like to have the whole story in one book and then I also like to read them on my on my phone on the when I'm on the train it's so like I like I just I don't know I find myself I'll buy the collected I'll buy the issues and then I'll. Down the road, like oh, I want the full story in one. I'll buy the, I'll buy a graphic, and then I'll have it on my phone. I'm like, I bought this book three times. What am I doing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, there's no wrong way to do it.
2: No, no. As long as you're reading it and enjoying it, who cares, right? Yeah. So you have uh, this is a, this is a limited series of, f- of five, and you have you have you have plans for more. Like how how f- how far out have you thought about this series?
0: I have written far more than <laughs> uh, I've written. I'm currently working. I'm writing a script for issue 24. At the oh moment. Jesus!
2: So you're you're quite, yeah. you're quite ahead on the
0: scripts. <laughs> um, we're working on art for issue six at nice. the moment.
2: Well, I mean, yeah. it's good to be ahead, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> so at least if there's I any mean, if there's any delays, you can't you can say it's not you, right?
0: That is always <laughs> the case. <laughs> As the writer.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean. I'm a writer too, and I've written stories for the people, and it's like it's it's funny because like a lot of effort and a lot of a lot of time goes into writing, but it's for just the sheer time aspect, the art always takes longer. <laughs> always, That is the nature of the beast. Yeah, yeah. As somebody who's both written and drawn stories, I was like, when I draw them, it takes me fucking days to do, versus just I can write I can write a script, you know, in a weekend or in a week, and, and then go back and do all the edits and stuff. But I get the basic gist of it done over a couple of days, you know, but then. Drawing a story is drawing a 22 page story does not take a weekend.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah, to be fair, though, there are a few stories that have taken me years to write. Oh, yeah, I mean, just I agree, I agree. Editing and 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 re editing again and again.
2: Yeah, I know that. I started a story back in 2001 that I still haven't finished yet, that I'm still I still work on every now and then. It's it's currently sitting at about 50,000 words. <laughs> Oof,
1: starts, that's uh, nice.
2: Yeah, it's I, I've I've literally gone back and not rewrote the thing, but started back in chapter one and reread and made edits as I read through the whole thing about 10 times.
0: <laughs> I mean, that happens every time you yeah. sit down and read. The-
2: yeah. You're always self-critical of everything you write, you know? Um, but this, this looks good. I like the artwork in it. It looks, the, the pitch sounds, sounds interesting to me. I like it. The, uh, what's funny is I look at the, the cover to the floppy books here and I know it's mm-hmm. totally unrelated, but it reminds me of an old cover to a Hal Jordan Green Lantern book where his, his helmet's on the ground. And it's like the up look. Mm. <laughs> it reminds not me not intentional, but I, I just, I it's, don't it's mind. Just, yeah, it just reminds me of that. I'm like, like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Is this um? Is this your first Kickstarter before? Or have you done more for other books?
0: I have done two in the past. Uh, one was successful; the other one wasn't. Yeah. So I am well versed in, in <laughs> Kickstarter at this point. Um, yeah. I I actually kickstarted the first issue of the twelve. Nice. Before I got involved with Alterna, um,
2: so do you mind me asking how you got the book picked up by Alterna? Um, you can say no; it's I, fine if you don't want to talk about it.
0: Honestly, I pitched them cold. I. Oh, really? Yeah, I had uh, I self-published the book. We I did the Kickstarter to do a, a large print run of issue one. Yeah. Uh, and so then I went around cons selling that, and I. Um, I did, uh, I, I printed out some, like a, a couple subsequent issues as well. And then I pitched to Alterna um, and and they liked it and they took it. Nice. That's pretty so cool. So that's that. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much or how little having that like background in doing cons and selling myself helped. I like to think it did. Yeah. It's kind of part of the plan. It's hard to sell yourself to, sometimes
2: though. It's Especially if you are a, I don't know, an introvert like I am, it's hard to sell yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I just I wanted to um, like build up a little following and and like prove that I could do it, and then I uh, I, I feel like that made my pitch stronger, you know, like because yeah. you know you're pitching the quality of the story, but you're also kind of pitching your ability to sell and promote it.
2: Right, right. A big part of indie comics is being able to sell yourself and sell what you're selling and sell what you're trying to you know, sell and make the, I wish I didn't
0: have to, like I wish it was right. like a marketing team that could do it all for oh, me. Man. Cause I, <laughs> I'm so not nicer. like naturally like selling promoter guy, but like you got to do what you got to do. So
2: yeah, I'm not either. I, I hate the sales process. I like. I mean, if I'm being honest, I, I hate being, I love being behind a table. I love meeting people. I love people picking up my books and talking about my books and my art. I hate trying yeah. to make them buy it though. You know?
0: Yeah. I, I, no, I, I totally part. agree.
2: That's why I bring my wife and she does that for me sometimes.
0: <laughs> well, that's nice of her. Yeah.
2: Well, when she's there sometimes, <laughs> but then she also, my wife likes Legos a lot. So when we go to cons, I'll have a table and she'll get up and walk around and find Legos and she'll spend all the money that I make on Legos. And I'm like, come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I spend most of my money on art <laughs> while I'm there.
2: Yeah. See, I'm not allowed to get up and walk around because if I do, I go buy artwork or comics or stuff like that and I end up spending all the money on that. But then it's okay for her to go and buy the the Legos. She's like eh, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, either that, like either spending too much at the con or spending too much in dinner afterwards.
2: <laughs> oh, I know, right? I always have that that celebration dinner afterwards. And like, hey, I made money. They're like, hey, I just spent my money on dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Patrick, it's been really nice talking to you. Your your book's got as of today, it's got about twenty two days left. It's. uh, it's on its way to be funded we will push this out to all of our social medias to everybody listening go check it out if you think it's worth backing give it a back if you uh don't have the funds to back it give it a share just, everything that gets shared out really helps people don't realize how much sharing things help because eventually somebody's going to see and go oh i need to back this so yeah thanks so much yeah. for coming on i wish you the best of luck with this book and um i, I hope you uh do many many more
0: thank you so much thanks for having me
2: He was fun to talk with. The book sounds cool. I mean, anybody, anything that incorporates gas mass into a look is, is, is a cool look by me. I don't know why. It just looks cool.
3: Yeah. alternative Comics, they have some interesting titles, too.
2: They do. They're an interesting company out there. They do some. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of the newsprint thing. Yeah. You know, getting comics down to $1.50 a piece. I'm a big fan of that.
3: Oh, is that how they're doing it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. They're doing newsprint comics.
3: Oh, so they're like going full on 70s style.
2: Yep, yep. They're taking it back to that. It's gotta cost
3: money though, with like the because they don't make you know printing machines like that anymore. So you gotta have well, an older one, and then to have somebody that actually will be able to fix it, and the ink, the style of ink that's used, and all that, that can't be cheap.
2: Yeah. Well, actually, it's, it's way cheaper. Um, they there's a couple companies out there that do it. I've actually looked into it. You can print a full colored newsprint comic book, and it's gonna it cost you. I mean, the cost on that is so little compared to printing a full color one on, on high quality paper. How can people don't, more people still, do that? Because people want high quality collector's items, not just a comic book to read like
3: a newsprint like Amazing we used to get, Spider-Man you know? one twenty nine. That's a high collectible item, <laughs> and it's on newsprint. <laughs> and it's <right>? on newsprint. <laughs> I mean, Hulk one eighty one. I mean, yeah, come on.
2: I mean, even comic, even comics in the nineties were still on newsprint for the most part, up, up until like the late nineties.
3: You know. Yeah, that's interesting. We should do a, a, yeah. a call to arms to go back to that.
2: I, I'm all for it, man. Because it, it, I mean, if you can drop the comic the like, per book price from four three to four dollars down to a dollar fifty i mean that's so much it's such an easier price break
3: yeah but i wonder what the profit margin is for like a big company like marvel or dc that they would never go back because it doesn't make sense for them to do that
2: yeah maybe not but i mean if they wanted to if I don't one know of those companies wanted to start her book out selling the yeah. other one i mean
3: they probably yeah, make a dollar fifty to two dollar they probably make a dollar fifty per book
2: yeah, but I mean, imagine if like they dropped if like, Marvel dropped all their comics, you know, or not all, but like a subsection of their comic books, and offered like a premium version for people who wanted it for whatever, you know, but most of them dropped in the newsprint, charge a dollar fifty versus. But what does that do to artists'
3: pay? Would that drop? Well, you they know be- what I, mean? I mean, I'm just thinking it through. Like, would that?
2: Well, I think I think the, the the price drop is the drop is the printing cost price drop, not the not not the payment of the artist, yeah. or you know, it just just drop the cost of printing down. Because I mean, you're talking paying it, you know, for a, a, a full color full comic book. You're talking printing costs on the indie side. I don't I don't know what Marvel and DC pay yeah. on the indie side. You're talking a dollar eighty two fifty per book to print, you know, for a twenty four page book down to like twenty five cents to print it.
3: Oh, why we got to do Ein anthology that way
2: yeah yeah exactly i mean it's so much cheaper i mean I, those are guesses on margins yeah. but i've looked at them before and, and then the newsprint margins are way lower to print out. nice
3: yeah we should definitely do that well the yeah. 12 has yeah. inspired us so there you go yeah there's that there's, there's that, that. Well, all <laughs> turner comics has inspired us so right. but the 12 sounds cool and the fact that they're doing a kickstarter for the uh, graphic novel is even kind of cooler
2: yeah it's, it's pretty cool it's gonna be it's gonna be fun so those are the three good ones out there. If you if you have the the means, go back them. Yeah. If you don't, share it around because indie comics need love. That's man. right.
3: That's right. I mean, I I would reiterate it, but then it would be ridiculous. Just nah, share or us. buy. Exactly. So exactly. there you go. All right. Yep. I, yep. Yep. I think that's all we have for today.
2: That's all we got for today. I mean, I could talk longer, but it'd be random ran, ranting, and it's not not appropriate for right. this, this episode. This isn't a Todd episode. I know it's not a
3: tot. See, we a got taut. our own. We're starting to have our own lingo.
2: I mean, after a year and a hundred billion episodes, we should, right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> you know what's funny? Hold are, on, before you say I, that, before you, before, before
2: you cut out real quick, I just want to say something. Yeah. You know what's funny? We have we've done so many episodes that I bat b- dick.
3: Bat can, dick is funny. I,
2: well, that bat dick is funny, and I, I
3: just kept it and they're going. Pulling too, that. And you just they're pulling. I know. It. I. But that's a topic for another episode.
2: Right, right. But what I'm trying to say is we've done so many episodes on so many different topics that I really forget what I've said in the past, oh, yeah. so I've probably I've probably repeated myself so many times oh, on certain definitely. topics and I just don't remember. You called me out
3: on one not too long ago. You said the yeah. exact same thing <laughs> on the last episode well, even. <laughs> I was like, oh, I did?
2: <laughs> that was only because I had just edited that episode like an hour before.
3: <laughs> That's funny. I'm sure Dennis yeah. can tell us everything that we've repeated. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm sure. He has, I'm sure he's a nerd. Has it all cataloged? I mean, we can. We can make, We can talk about him here because he doesn't. You know, he's he. Was, he skips these ones because he's a, a,
3: a jerk. Oh, he does skip the KS. Does he really skip the KSB? Yeah.
2: He skips the KSBs.
3: Yeah. Oh, he said he he doesn't like their movie reviews so much.
2: Yeah, that asshole skips the indie ones. Well, he, did, see if he likes the movie on.
3: reviews. He doesn't like the one where we go scene by scene. Which right, I don't right. actually. I don't really care for that either.
2: Apparently, only I like. Yeah, those, you so love. Well,
3: who else <laughs> loved? The, uh, Eli loves those. Oh, yeah, and uh, Hila Hila somebody Hila else Hila loves great. those because they like. That's how they catch up on those movies that right. we watch. They're like, "Oh, I'll just listen to this, and then I'll know if I want to watch it or not." <laughs> Who said that?
2: <laughs> I don't. I don't I remember. I don't remember.
3: I appreciate it regardless. All right, that is a show. Right. Right. Now we we're are heard everywhere. Podcasts are heard, and really, Johnny, we're on all the social medias. Just search "spoiler country," and you'll see our cartoon yeah. faces. But we have a voicemail, we'll and once you give them our number.
2: That is 707-656-2080. One more time, 707-656-2080. And the only thing I'm going to add to that is check out our website, scpod.net. We have some new articles by Jay Roach that are amazing on The Creature of the Black Lagoon. Yep. Just published up this week. You can read it if you like it. He's got some – he talked to me about his next piece, which he wants to write a an article or a, a an essay about Jaws. And I'm like, go yeah, for dude, it. Dude, his it. stuff
3: – he was timid to, to do that at first. And then once he started doing it, I think it's just pouring out of him and it's awesome. Yeah. And really we need he's, to have like Jay's corner and just let him do it. Right.
2: <laughs> he's, fan, he's writing some fantastic stuff for yep. us, and I can't I, I wanna I want everybody to go read it and yeah, check it out. Yeah,
3: he's a super nice guy and he's and he's actually super talented on what he's doing for us and it's it's awesome. And he's taking a different different angle and different tact than what you usually yeah. uh, read about. So
2: he is worth every penny we're paying him.
3: And more so. I want to double his yeah, pay. Yeah. Right now, you heard it. Yeah. We're doubling Jay's pay.
2: There we go We're we'll doubling it right now If it keeps up the good at work We might double it again
3: Alright guys Don't forget
2: Read more And Open your mind Why is it backwards I don't,
3: I don't know Yoda There you go, uh, right. there you go. Whatever Bye, Bye.